0: Welcome to Holistic Trauma Healing, a podcast that empowers you to heal trauma in the same way it has affected you, as a whole person. I am Lindsay Lockett, your host. I have discovered a profound path to healing trauma that allows us to move out of the role of victim and into the role of empowered and conscious creator of our best possible reality. I offer hope, healing insights, and practical tips as you get to the root of how trauma has affected every part of your existence and how to weave a new web of life that isn't ruled by the past. Hey y'all, welcome back to part two of episode 15 with astrologer Tammy Antoinette. In the first episode, we dove really deep into my own personal chart after I had had a natal astrology consultation with Tammy. My experience with astrology before that consultation was next to nothing, I had read horoscopes before, I knew that I was in Gemini, and I knew that I was really attracted to the moon, <laughs> but I didn't really understand any of it and had no perspective on how looking at my chart and knowing what was going on in the stars whenever I was born was really like a blueprint for my life. I just needed somebody like Tammy to come along and help me read that blueprint and decipher what it meant. And since I've had my natal astrology consultation with her, my husband and I have also had a synastry astrology consultation, which is all about the chart of our partnership and our marriage and what brought us together, what we do best together, things we need to watch out for. It was just really fascinating. I got it from my husband as a gift, We did an at-home date night with Tammy and we spent two hours just going over our chart together and talking about our past, our present, and our future. And it was a really special, unique date night for us. So I highly recommend working with Tammy if you've never had any experience with astrology before, or even if you have, work with her and see what new insights you might gain. So As I said, in that first part of episode 15, we went really deep into my own personal chart. And the reason why I chose to share my personal chart with you is because I wanted to give you an idea of what it would look like to talk with somebody like Tammy, who has this perspective of not only trauma, but also how that is written in the blueprint of our lives and what remedies there may be for it. So I wanted to give you some idea of what that looked like. The second half of the episode is more a global or collective perspective. We all know that 2020 has been a shit show, and the stars and planets are actually able to tell us kind of what we can expect to see in 2021. And so Tammy helps me learn about that and decipher that. And it's really eye opening to see, like, you know, that some of the things that I've been feeling. And have been observing in the news and on social media and in my own community, like I'm not making them up. They're actually real and there's an energy behind them. And I can see a direct correlation between what's happening around me and in my own life and what Tammy observes and shows me in the charts. So this episode is more of a general, like, here's what's happening on the global and American stage at this point in time for 2021. Um, we're going deep into that and I think if nothing else, you'll find it really fascinating. (laughs) But I do hope that it encourages you to want to work with Tammy because she's really amazing and so insightful and we learned, my husband and I learned a lot from her. So I'm going to pick up this episode where we left off in part one and I hope you enjoy.
1: Most people know what's happening in politics. We know what's happening in Hollywood. But we don't know what's happening in our our own sky in the same stars with the same names who have been here forever since the first human walked the earth at least and before. So whenever we can really know how these celestial energies are affecting us and affecting our lives, it's a system of governance over all the energies on the planet. So as above, so below, is what the ancient astrologers always said. And even in ancient times, and probably even now, the the kings of lands always had an astrologer as an advisor, so that he could basically know what's coming, know himself, and know how to best work with any energies that are coming, or that are current, or even past. We can really be in the know, for example, here in Texas, we have to look at the weather every day before we go outside. One day we might need to wear shorts, one day we might need to wear a coat and boots. If you don't look at the weather before you go outside, how prepared can you be for your day? That's basically where it comes down to it. Whenever you can really know yourself and know what's going on and what to expect, then it's just in being prepared so the first key to success is to be prepared and that's all throughout life. Yeah. I think
0: for people who may still be feeling skeptical, I want to point out even just three ways that what's going on in the sky directly affects us pretty strongly. So the mm-hmm. first is the sun, like When there is no sun, whether because it's winter and we're in the northern hemisphere, and so the earth is tilted away from the sun, and so the days are shorter and it's cloudier. And a lot of people feel really depressed and down because their bodies and souls thrive when it's sunny and warm and lots of light. Similarly, in the summertime, where I live anyway, I'm in northern Minnesota, and in the middle of june like right around the solstice in june it doesn't get dark until almost 11 p.m and then the sun is coming up at 4 30 in the morning and so it has the opposite effect where you're like up super early and you're not getting a lot of sleep because the sun is keeping you up so that's one example another example is the moon for people who if you pay any attention to the moon at all you can see how your menstrual cycle correlates with the moon. And for some women, like the health of their menstrual cycle improves whenever they practice something called luniception, which is beginning to make their cycle be more in sync with the phases of the moon and how the moon affects our sleep. Like when it's a full moon, I'm guaranteed to have (laughs) a couple of nights of not sleeping super great. Because it's a full moon. And then the third example of how what's going on in the sky affects us And some people will probably disagree with me on this is mercury retrograde. (laughs) And maybe mercury retrograde affects me more strongly than other people, because I know as we've talked that mercury is really strong in my chart, Mm -hmm. but when there's a mercury retrograde happening, I take my calendar and I block off the dates and I like write really big, this is mercury retrograde. (laughs) And I know that during that time and it's, and I've had. A friend be like I'm not gonna live like a victim to mercury retrograde I'm just gonna do what I do and I'm like this is not living as a victim to mercury retrograde this is like being aware that this is the energy of what's happening in the sky and how it affects communication and technology and travel and plans and all that because mercury is over all of those things really if the moon and the Sun and even mercury can have that big of an impact and influence on our lives and the energies of our lives then there's no reason not to think that Saturn or Neptune or Pluto or all the other ones or the stars can't have an effect on our lives as well. And I think that is what I have learned the most after working with you is that this is this whole thing that I did not even know really existed. I knew I was affected by the moon and the sun and Mercury before, but I don't know why that never translated into, maybe I should add astrology to my toolbox. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, I'm pointing that out just because I want people to at least examine it, hold it for a moment and sit with it. And if it doesn't resonate fine, then it's not a tool you need to use. But if it resonates even a little bit, it's worth exploring, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, and even just by going outside and looking at the sky, it's a big download of information. And if you do go out and connect with the sky, for example, the moon, if a woman looks at the moon every night, then it'll regulate her cycle. If you were to welcome the sun every morning, then if you you were, for example, to go and, and sit outside or go outside at dawn before the sunrise and welcome the sun in the morning, then that can have a profound effect on your life psychologically, too. So... Just connecting with the bodies outside intentionally can can make a big difference.
0: Yeah. Is there anything else before I jump into a broader question, which maybe I should have started with, but this interview is totally unscripted, so it is what it is. But is there any, before we jump over to maybe a more generic question, is there anything else in my chart that you would like to speak to as a specific example for hardship or trauma? Or challenges and then how to transmute
1: that into healing right now we there is a lot that we can look at here but I think right now these things that you have to work with are our priority for you with the connecting with Mary Magdalene and uh, recapitulating your relationship with your biological parents actually something that really stands out to me is that Jupiter, is a strong planet in your chart. And for you, paying attention to Jupiter in the sky is going to help you a lot. Like basically paying attention to when Jupiter is too close to the sun and he's invisible and we can't see him. Or right now we're coming into, like Jupiter is conjunct Saturn right now, which only happens every 20 years. And it's about to become like the Bethlehem star on the solstice, Ooh. which only happens every 600 years. Wow. So go outside and, and watch <laughs> Jupiter. <laughs> right now, Jupiter sets early in the sky and is low on the horizon. But you can get an app on your phone called Starwalk and it'll show you, according to where you are, all the stars in the sky. And, and and where they are, where they rise, where they set. So that would be one to look okay. at. I would uh, highly um, highly recommend that.
0: So the Star Walk app, you would recommend people to to download that on their phones and go outside. And I'm not sure if my husband uses that app or one similar, but he basically can point his phone to the sky and it'll like the phone lights up. It is like a map of the sky and tells yeah. him what stars it can see and what planets and all of these things Mm -hmm. and it is super fascinating and whenever
1: the human connects with the sky then the human really syncs up with the sky Mm -hmm. rather than having to be put upon by really hard crisis and changes in our life it can put us more into the flow
0: that's beautiful so we've spent some time on my chart that's been really personal to me i would like to shift over to something that you said that we've come a long way and we are on a path of evolution as a whole. There's a quickening pace in the new astrological cycles and that's happening now and more is coming. And you like to talk about what is upcoming and why we've been through such challenging times. So we're recording this in the second week of December, 2020, obviously. This year has been a roller coaster and a a dumpster fire and just crazy things have happened this year. It's been a time of immense transformation, I think. And I'm wondering if you could just shed more light on that as to what's happened this year and then perhaps what's to come and what you mean when you say a quickening pace in astrological
1: cycles. Mm -hmm. We have had the the heaviest, densest, slowest moving planets really like a come into a congregation this year, which rarely happens. We'll never see it in our lifetime again. And it's placed upon us a really heavy energy and the end of a cycle and the beginning of a new one. So we're basically coming out of heavy, dense earth energies where we've been focused for the past, at least the past 200 years or more on on these more dense energies. And for example, we, we really reformed the way that we do our food and our sensuality has been more important. What we own, what we have, the people who have been most revered have been people like Hollywood and in politics, for example, like for what they own, right? The richest, as far as monetary concerns. So that's those dense earth energies. And at the solstice this month on December 21st, Jupiter and Saturn will both move out of tropical Capricorn, this dense earth energy into tropical Aquarius, which is an energy of the higher mind and of air. And this includes like healing whenever we think of healing, Uh, we've been focused for so long on healing our bodies, but now we're going into healing the mind, and that's going to reflection heal our whole self. And air energies are a lot faster, so we'll see things happening much more quickly. Healing will happen more quickly rather than this slow process, dealing with our bodies for such a long time. And because of the cycles. We came into the age of Aquarius, the dawning of it, in 1914. However, this is going to speed up that energy three times. So there will be more of an awakening starting in 2021. And it's, since it does involve these big, slower-moving planets that are going to be moving through the air signs together for the next 20 years, We will see these changes taking place over the next 20 years. And the authorities that we've been depending on have been in government and in the patriarch. And this is going to be moved into uh, authority for ourselves. We're going to be looking away from these these bigger leaders and governments and looking more towards our peers and even on the Internet. And uh, so, yeah.
0: What do you mean when you say awakening starting so, on December 21st, as we move into the age of Aquarius and then continuing, what does that mean?
1: So that means our, our minds will be more alert. The energy is going to be more focused on the mind and the higher thinking, not just the systematic thinking and figuring things out, but more of, of even having quicker downloads and just like knowing and the intuition Mm -hmm. so we will start becoming more intuitive as uh, we move out of these denser energies
0: yeah if you don't want to answer this you don't have to (laughs) was the shit show that has been 2020 was that predicted in the stars and planets
1: oh yeah really for sure yes absolutely I mean there's And and there's a whole story of planets that come into play. It's not just one thing either. Like, for example, with Mars being the strongest planet in the sky all year, Mars, in that regard, can drive infection. Mars can literally be a virus. And with the nodes squaring, Neptune is also like hidden germs, hidden bugs, hidden viruses, things like that. And just in the placement and we're, we're coming into more transformation, especially in the USA here in the next, within the next five years, because the USA is going into its Pluto return, which happens only every 244 years. So what's been happening this year is like a, it's a grand finale of, of cleaning out the old so that the new can come in, in a sense.
0: do You mean that like in all senses like politically economically is that across the board that things are just going to finally begin to change and this colonial patriarchal capitalist super dense (laughs) that's that's been basically like part of our country since it started like our country was founded on colonialism and patriarchy and capitalism So are those the kinds of things that we're going to see Mm -hmm. transforming coming up?
1: Yes, absolutely. But not without a fight. And this is, it's a fight for our own minds, Mm -hmm. basically is what it is. And following our own intuition. And the biggest thing is to not let what's been controlling the population keep us in fear. Mm -hmm. Because that's how we are controlled whenever we are put into a place of fear. Mm -hmm. And also being very discerning when it comes to the media. Because there's more delusion coming from the media right now, this year and next year, than ever before. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like turning that off and listening to your own intuition is going to be... and, And being fearless. Absolutely fearless.
0: Yeah. Other than Mercury, what other types of things were you and other astrologers seeing in the sky for 2020 and were y'all going oh shit (laughs) was that happening
1: (laughs) yeah so whenever these big planets all
0: came into
1: conjunction with Pluto so basically we had this year we've had Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto all in the same spot in the area of basically uh, of The Patriarch in the sky of Capricorn. We saw that it would bring out a lot of really ugly truths that would start coming out. But also more restrictions, way more restrictions and uh, way more control over the population. And it would be coming from putting us into a place of fear. We've never seen this, this happen in our lifetime when all three of those planets get together. That's very rare, and especially in Capricorn. So. so
0: those planets are transitioning and on the winter solstice, 2020, December 21st, mm-hmm. they, they will have fully transitioned out. Is that what that means?
1: Yeah, they won't revisit the place where they have been ever before. They will. There will be no more retrograde to backtrack over this year.
0: Yeah, I remember at one point in 2020, I think it was right around, I want to say, correct, you probably know better than I do, but like right around like May, June, July. Mm-hmm. Boy, were there like six or seven planets all in retrograde at one time? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. And that's the time when, I, when the whole world was like, okay, we'll just open the businesses back up and everything will be okay. We're like backtracking. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to go back to the way it was. But then when they all went forward, it was like, oh, nope, never mind. Just kidding. With the
0: timing of all of that, you saw it line up exactly with the timing of what was happening in the oh, world. Oh yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Especially and when it came with to Venus, for example, Venus. Right when Venus went retrograde, Venus rules businesses and it rules our social lives and our money. That was the time whenever Venus went retrograde. I uh, think we were a little delusional. And in, in those areas, like, oh yes, let's open up the businesses again. Let's let's everything's going to be okay. We have big checks coming from the government. We have plenty of money coming and, and, and let's go out and socialize again. And then whenever Venus went direct, then when she was finished being retrograde then everything pretty much went back to the way it was in, uh, what March and April.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are you seeing anything? So if I'm talking about COVID specifically could you look at the chart and know a pandemic that is happening in 2020 or was it just like you looked at the chart and you saw okay 2020 is going to be a shit show it might be this it might be that like did you all know or was it just just an understood like it's going to be crazy no matter what
1: most of us who were more confident in our astrology skills said yes there's definitely going to be a virus okay yeah, and that has to do with Mars and Neptune Yeah, all this year. Mars hasn't been this strong as it was this year, and with these aspects in over 200 years.
0: Wow. So what is the, because this was an election year also, so was that in the stars as well?
1: Oh, yeah. So remember the time whenever Al Gore was elected president? Yeah. 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 Mercury was retrograde. And then on the day of the election, November 3rd, was when Mercury stopped to go direct. And that's the exact same thing that's happening this year. And On on November 3rd, Mercury did the same thing. So on November 3rd, we said, no, we're not gonna know who the president is.
0: Yeah, okay, (laughs) all right. Then I'm guessing with it being December 2020, Astrologers are now looking forward into 2021. Do you care to share what may be coming up for us in 2021?
1: Well, so as a whole collective, like I said, we will have a quickening pace, and there will be a lot of revolution and also change to the way we do money this year. And also, just like uh, 2020 literally put us all at home. 2021 we're going to be going more into sticking with our local community and a lot more online business. This can be easily predicted by anyone right now, but by the end of 2021 we are all going to be like literally like in our little local communities and comfortable there and and long distance travel to other countries isn't very favorable. But, but it'll pick back up, it will, after 2021 especially. But yeah, we've got a lot of eclipses, and we do need to watch out for this eclipse coming up. We just had an eclipse, a lunar eclipse on November 30th, which has an effect for up to three years, and we have another, a full solar eclipse on December 14th, which will affect all of 2021 at least. And this eclipse is on the sting of the scorpion. So, like, quite literally, we'd need to watch out for poisons.
0: Does that, I might lose a lot of people when I'm about to ask this question, but I'm willing to take the risk. Could that indicate a mandatory vaccination?
1: Yeah, for sure. And the problem with this one is that it's genetically modified. That's why it's so much worse. It's not just a typical vaccines are bad kind of argument. This is, this is a genetically engineered vaccine.
0: Yeah. We don't know obviously yet what the impacts of it could be, but we're not arguing about adverse effects like autism and things like that with the COVID vaccine. I agree with you. I've been following it very closely myself. And with not mainstream news sources, of course, and just every fiber of my being just constricts whenever I think about that being mandated and controlling the people and the travel, even just the, like, I saw a news thing where concerts are going to make you either show proof of COVID negativity from a test or proof of a vaccination.
1: Oh, yeah, I've been getting emails about that already
0: yeah just to go to a concert, and then I've seen other stuff where people are encouraging you to contact airlines and tell them how you don't support having to have a proof of vaccination in order to fly and mm-hmm. so it's interesting that you say poisons because that's the first thing that came into my head
1: yeah, that's the first thing that comes in all of our and all of our minds, but maybe not all I know there
0: <laughs> I think there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are very like. We've just been waiting for this vaccination so that we can open everything back up and go back to normal. And this is going to be our saving grace. And I don't have a medical degree and I'm also not an astrologer, but I trust my intuition more than I trust anything else. And my intuition has been giving off red flags and neon signs and sparks and lights about this since March. Like I actually have it saved on an Insta story and I've gone back into my archives and I've watched the video. And at the end of February, 2020, I was telling my people on Instagram, don't watch the news. It's a distraction. It's trying to distract us from what is really important. If you're paying attention to anything, pay attention to what the news isn't Mm. reporting. Don't be Mm -hmm. afraid. Don't be manipulated by control and fear. Stay in yourself. Stay grounded. Listen to your intuition. That was before the pandemic was even declared. And I would not, maybe I am psychic. (laughs) I don't know. But I think that I do have really strong intuition and that maybe that blends into clairvoyance or I'm not really sure. But before we even had declared a pandemic, my husband and I both were like, this is going to be crazy. Like mm-hmm. and we have seen our community, like our personal community basically divided in half of people who are like, it's not just whether they're like pro Trump or pro Biden. Cause we of course have that like everywhere, but it's been pro mask, anti-mask, pro vaccine, yeah. anti-vaccine, pro keep the schools open, pro keep the schools closed. Like, pro-travel, anti-travel, it's been so polarizing. Is there anything in the chart that sort of indicates that polarization?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. So the south node went into Sagittarius in May of this year, and it'll stay there for 19 months with the north node in Gemini. So these are the nodes of the moon, which change directions every 18, 19 months. And the last time this happened, was when 9-11 hit and people weren't supposed to travel anymore and there was a big divide in our beliefs and of, that started to come into play but this time it's even more so we are we're in a cycle to where we want to hold on to our beliefs but actually it's a time for us to be letting go of our strict beliefs like my way is the only way and, and your way is the wrong way, what you believe. And whenever we can let go of that, then that's when we can come into more harmony. And that's a lesson for us in this cycle, this year and next year. And also there will be a great divide and we're going to see it even more coming up for the next 20 years. We'll see people who want to go away from the control away from the government, away from the systems, and form their own systems and their own self-sufficient communities. And these aren't going to be just like your typical like hippie. These are going to be those who are uh, the geniuses and the scientists and the artists. They're going to be forming their own communities. And then there are going to be those people who do want to be taken care of by the system and they want to stay in the system and be taken care of, and they will be receiving uh, money from the government, and and they'll feel more secure like that, so when it, it comes down to security, which way do you feel more secure? Do you feel more secure having a parent, so to speak, take care of you, or off on your own like you would as a, like a teenager would do, and go and be with their peers, so I'm not saying one way is Right or wrong, but there will be that great divide depending on what's important to people and where their beliefs lie.
0: Yeah. So, whenever I hear you saying great divide, people being divided about their beliefs, so I want to preface what I'm saying by like, I'm not making a blanket statement, but what I've seen is that. There's this culture of canceling people, cancellations of people, deplatforming people, even the people that are following them, deplatforming them because they're guilty by association. I talked about this in episode um, 11 with Clementine Morgan. We talked all about cancel culture and trauma. So, you know, the play on words of the thinking about racism has literally been like, black and white. And I don't mean black versus white or white versus black, that people want there to be this like duality of thinking if this is right, this is wrong. There's no gray area. There's no nuance. You either believe this or you believe this. And there's no in between. Was anything like that in the chart?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, this is a time whenever our, our strong beliefs are coming up, but they're coming up to be released like my belief is the right way your belief is the wrong way but also the manipulation of the media and of Hollywood is stronger right now than it has ever been before and right now they are manipulating the collective like more than you could even think that you could be manipulated so we want to think about that too and, uh, and this is going to let up the manipulation. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come to a head more next year, but I think later next year, more truth is going to come out. Mm. People are uh, starting to turn away from these, uh, the illusion of the media. The screen is literally ruled by, by Neptune, the most elusive planet in the sky. And that's so Hollywood and media is all one thing. These movies that we see that are just a script and that play out goes right with the media and it can basically, it can take you away from what's real Mm -hmm. if you focus too much on it. There is a lot of manipulation of our minds right now, but we will be breaking free of that starting next year.
0: Do you think that the, the sort of black and white thinking, no nuance, no gray areas, just Mm -hmm. everybody wanting there to be a duality? Like I know from having a trauma-informed background that the nervous system has a really hard time dealing with nuance because especially in a traumatized person, knowing this is right, this is wrong, provides a sense of security and certainty and an element of control that they really want to experience. But from your perspective, from astrology and the energies that are going on in the sky and in the world, do you think that this energy of Our beliefs are coming up super strong and super divisive so that they can be taken down. Do you think that's sort of escalating right now with all of the division that's on social media? Like to me, it's and I've been on social media for over a decade now, and it seems to me right now that there is more hate, more division, more calling out, more canceling, more finger pointing, blaming, shaming, guilting online right now than there is ever been before is that kind of it's like the the storm is like getting worse and worse because it has to play itself out because it knows that it's about to die
1: yeah for sure right now we're in the time of crisis before the transformation and right now the energies that are at play make it so difficult for anyone to be objective so a lot of us are able to see all sides of things from all perspectives but right now a lot of people who normally have that ability are even having a hard time being objective so putting yourself in someone else's shoes whenever your beliefs are so strong and you're just like holding on to those so tight is near impossible
0: so but what you're saying is that those things are going to be dismantled anyway yeah so there, because we talked about we've had, we have free will and all this, like we have a choice in all this. For people who like their beliefs are shown out to them like a mirror and mm-hmm. they're still insisting on holding on to them. This is the right way. This has to be the way that it is. I refuse to see any other perspective. Like what's like they still have that choice. So, yeah. What happens when your beliefs are being like taken down and you're still choosing to hold on to them? What happens if a bunch of people are like that? To me, that sounds like it could be the recipe for a war, like a civil war or something.
1: Yeah, it could be. And that is what's happening right now in a sense. Although not physically, it's it's an online war. Yeah. So yeah, we are having that. We are having this civil war, and even next year, a revolutionary energy, revolutionary war, but it's not going to be, it's not like the wars of the times before all of this artificial intelligence came into play. Mm -hmm. So it's basically, it's a war for your own mind.
0: Yeah. So coming up for 2020, for the collective, what are the big things that you're seeing other than... For the next few months, there's going to be this sort of escalation and divisive thinking and all that, but that's eventually going to be coming down. And then there's going to be some changes in the way that we do money. I don't know if you want to be more specific about that or if you're not comfortable being, it's totally up to you. What are just some takeaways that people who are listening can gain from what's coming in this next year and like ways that they can be wise in how they're interacting with themselves, with each other, with the collective with the sky.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ways for us to really get along with these huge turbulent changing times right now are to really focus more on our inner world and how we can change ourselves rather than trying to change what's going outside of ourselves, how we can love ourselves more, go into more prayer or meditation or journaling or into gratitude and anything that can basically put you in a place of fearlessness rather than in a place of fear so having ownership of your own mind is key right now and having any kind of a a daily practice in place in order to make sure that's so that's going to be key right now
0: and going through 2021
1: Oh, yeah, all through 2021, because in order to listen to our own intuition, how can we whenever we're, be, we're succumbing to being bombarded by all this manipulation, really being still and connecting with ourselves, whether it's, it is through welcoming the morning sun or meditating with the stars or whatever that may be for anyone individually. Absolutely. You
0: do personal readings for people. Obviously, you've done it for me. Can you tell people how they can work with you, the types of work that you do and the readings that you do and where people can find you?
1: Yes. First and foremost, for someone uh, new to work with me, if they want a reading, we would do a natal astrology consultation, which is when I look at all areas of their lives and how all the energies come into play, just like I did for you, and um, their blessings and their lessons in this lifetime, and even some predictions for the next year. And that's an hour and a half consultation. And for people who have worked with me in the past, we can go through anything in your life that you want to take a look at. Any kind of predictions, I can look at relationships and and the sinistry of the energies of two relationships and how two people come together and what that will look like for them. Basically like the relationship is a whole separate entity, right? And that can be for business, for a parent, child, for any kind of partnerships, marriage. And also I do energy healing. So I do work with distance healing and I'm a Reiki master, and I I can help heal the past, present, and the future through some really good energy work.
0: (laughs) Okay. We have all of your information listed in the show notes of this episode and how people can work with you. And I just want to thank you for your willingness to come on and not only read my chart on the spot <laughs> during uh, an interview that's being recorded, but also to just put yourself and your gifts out there for what's happening in the world now and what's coming. And I love that you emphasize that like we need to never be living in a place of fear. Have control of your own mind and don't be controlled by fear. And I think that Like if I could put that on a bumper sticker and give it to everybody in the world, especially in the United States right now, like that's what I would do because that is the message that just keeps coming over and over is don't be controlled by fear. Don't be controlled by fear. I just, I love that we've had this time together and really grateful for the work that you're doing. And I can't wait to work with you again.
1: (laughs) Me too, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. It was really delightful and a huge blessing to be able to connect with you. you're so wonderful in the work that you do. And yeah, I do hope to cultivate our relationship further.
0: Woo! Wasn't that fun? So much. So much to download. Um, hopefully you were taking notes. If not, I would encourage you to go back and maybe take some notes because um, she shared such great information for what's relevant to us right now and what's relevant to us In 2021. And the whole reason that I wanted to have Tammy come on the podcast was because I think there's a comfort that comes in knowing that what we're going through is necessary for the evolution of our planet and our species. It is for our greater good. And I think a lot of us with trauma really feel like everything that happens is bad. And That's so not true. I believe that the blueprint for every single one of us is that the universe brings people and situations into our lives to put us in the position of being able to face past traumas, past life traumas, ancestral trauma, relationship traumas, any kinds of traumas, and heal them. Because ultimately, I do believe that the universe, God, spirit, whatever you call it, just wants us to be well. So Tammy has decided to do a special thing for the listeners of the Holistic Trauma Healing Podcast. If you book a natal astrology consultation with Tammy before January 15th, 2021, and use the discount code HEALING2020, you will save $60 on that consultation. So that consultation is normally $160. She's going to take $60 off. If you are a listener of the holistic trauma healing podcast, because the only place you're going to hear about that discount code healing 2020 is here on the podcast. So that's the consultation that Tammy will spend an hour and a half with you, read your chart. She's going to tell you all these things about yourself, that there's no way anyone could have ever known because you haven't put them on the internet. And she's going to blow your mind. And I hope give you another tool in your trauma healing toolbox. So again, that natal astrology consultation is normally $160, but you can save $60 if you book it before January 15th, 2021 and use the code healing 2020 at checkout. Everything else that is relevant for this episode, including how to work with Tammy and where to find her online will be in the show notes at lindsaylocket.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 15, part two. And as always, you can catch me on Instagram at I am Lindsay Lockett.